everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzzi. And today we are going nowhere. We're sitting at home with a nice cup of joe, is what we're doing. And, uh, even that's though all. I hate coffee. Even though I hate <laughs> coffee. Yep. I'm going to choke it down. Um, <laughs> Uh, because we are in the, uh, or we are in the, we are in our cups is what we are, our coffee cups in the game Viva Java. Uh, this is a dice rolling, dice placing, displacing. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. You need to be a bit more specific because the name of the game is actually Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. You are correct, sir. There is a (laughs) semicolon there. (laughs) Um, yes, this is a coffee game dice game. That, yeah, I've never seen so many titles in one title. Uh, but this is a, a really great dice rolling game and placing game. And you are going to be making or brewing. I'm sorry. You are a brewer. So you're going to be brewing different mixes of coffee and creating roasts and uh, trying your hand at a variety of different luxurious bean creations. I'm not, is that, I'm not, you're not creating the bean. You're, you're using a strain of bean. Uh, it's very reminiscent. This could e- easily have been a brewing game, <laughs> and I'm I'm very glad they ch- resisted the urge to make this about beer because this was, came out in like what 2012, 2014, 14. Okay, that was you know heyday of like microbrews. So. <laughs> It's probably a beer version of this out there, but the, I'm going to say the publisher did come out with a beer card game. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, so. <laughs> yeah, this was their alternative, but I'm glad they kept it on coffee. They, they really went after the theme hard here in a great way and it turned out awesome. Uh, this is a fun little game. It plays one to four players in about 20 to 40 minutes, ages 10 plus, And the community agrees 10 plus this time. Surprisingly, I would say it's even lower. I feel like this game does have some, um, Decent strategy to consider, but I feel like my eight-year-old would be able to play this and uh, get it, get at least the core strategy. Uh, it's weighted at 1.78, and it was designed by T.C. Petty Third. I have never <laughs> heard of a more regal designer <laughs> name than T.C. Petty Third, Esquire. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, man. I just – he's got – this guy owns a monocle – or he should if he doesn't already. But that's great. Yeah. Um, and the let's see. What else could I, should I say about it? The game was uh, artists Christopher Kirkman and Jarek Noson. I'm not, I apologize if I'm totally re- messing that up. I probably am. And published by Dice Hate Me Studio. And also Pegasus Spiel. 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 As well, so this is a little indie game. The you were telling me that the publishers have now gone defunct. Is that true? I'm not sure. I've been doing more research on that. It's hard. They've actually merged uh, with Greater Than Games, and I'm trying to do more. I was doing tons before we just started, and I'm just like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Hold on, wait, hold on, and it's just like it just it's one of those deep dives. So I think it's just Dice Hate Me Studios is the final. It was originally Dice Hate Me Games, and then they merged with Greater Than Games, and then the merger just changed to Greater Than Games, and then later became renamed Dice Hate Me Studio. So it's kind of confusing to keep (laughs) track. It's like some sort of like um, lover's triangle of uh, (laughs) really is. Soap opera-esque. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, I mean... 
it's unquestionable who actually is responsible for this game anymore or if it's out there. They're not currently publishing it, so it is out of publish. But I was – I loved, I re- spoiler alert, I really like this game. And so I uh, tracked down a copy. There's actually quite a few copies out there in, like, the used market, and they're pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you really like this game, you could track it down. And as you mentioned before, if you can't find a game and you really like it, you could you could actually do a – Print and write or print and yeah. play of this game pretty easily. Easy print and play version. Yeah, yeah. you do wouldn't get the cool dice. That's one thing I'd feel like you'd yeah. really miss of the the, the bean dice the are dice pretty are sweet. Pretty. <laughs> then they really did it well. That's the great thing about this game. They really did a great job designing this game. Like the iconography is awesome. You know what? I'm not before I get into it. I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> well, let's talk about how we play, <laughs> and then we can get into the actual nuts and bolts of it. Okay, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this now. There's going to be some things I say that you're going to be like, that makes no sense. You're just going to have to live with that because <laughs> it's one of those games that after you play it like two or three rounds into the game, you're like, oh, okay, I, I think I get this now. Uh, but just kind of bear with me. Essentially, the, the uh, a turn on this game, it's, it's very Yahtzee mechanic. Uh, each person has five dice that they can roll. I think the game itself, if you get an actual copy, comes with ten dice plus five extra flavor dice. Uh, you're only ever rolling five of your own dice plus possibly some flavor dice on your turn, depending on what you've done on previous turns. But essentially, uh, each person is going to get a little score sheet, a little circular score sheet that keeps track of the research that they've done, the points they have. Um, and yeah, the game will start. Uh, another thing to mention is there's a lot of different variations in this game of how you get certain player powers and the player powers can change out. Uh, the, the game that me and Chuck played, uh, was the light version of the game. They also have a house version of the game and a wild version of the game. And there's a solo version of the game. There's, there's a lot of different versions. I'm, I'm going to kind of just stick to the light version of the game so we don't get overcomplicated by things. Uh, uh, but essentially, you're going to put out a little thing into the middle of the table so everybody knows what the certain powers are to be earned throughout the game. Uh, and then you're ready to go. I think my guess is whoever drank the last cup of coffee is probably the person who goes first. Or, you know, I, I doubt that. I'm just guessing. Uh, but on a turn, it's essentially there's four stages in a turn and everyone has a little reminder coaster to remind them how things go. But the first step is to score anything that you need to. Uh, In the first, literally your first turn, you will not do this because there's nothing to score. But in future turns, when you have certain blends, you might be scoring things or doing things. I'll I'll get back to that in a bit. (laughs) The next thing you do, which is going to be the first thing you do on your first turn, which is to roll all of your dice. Uh, the dice are essentially numbered one through six, but as Chuck mentioned, these come with really nice fancy dice, uh, which have different colored beans on them, but they do put pips below them other than the six, which is just a black, uh, coffee bean with a circle around it. So you just kind of have to remember that one's a six, uh, you're going to roll them and that's all you get to do on your first turn. That's all you get to do. It's possible on future turns. You might get to do more, but you start with absolutely no player powers in the beginning of the game, but you may be able to get some later on by doing things after rolling you basically have a choice of two different things you can either um do some research so that you can earn certain player powers uh, or you can try and make a blend Uh, i will start with the research first since i mentioned it first if you're doing research you're going to pick one of the colors that you rolled uh, and you get to do as much research as you rolled so say for example when you rolled you rolled two white a yellow a red and a green you could either do two research in white 
one research in yellow, one, I can't remember what I said, one research in red and one research in green. Uh, you can't do all of them. You can choose one of them to do. So you probably, in this case, might choose two research in white because that's the most research you can do at that point in time. Uh, on your little score sheet, you got little trackers for both for white, yellow, brown, red, and green. Although there are six flavors. I'll get to that special one last. Uh, and you kind of kind of tick away off from left to right uh, and the further you get on the tracks the more powers you can earn as soon as you've gone two two tiny little bean tracks along the way uh, you've earned your first power in whatever color that is uh, if you get down to five ticks down into a track you've earned the double power which is usually just the power and you can use it twice although there are some other ones that kind of change those things uh, and Technically, if you can get eight pips on a research track, you lose that power, but you gain points. Each power, uh, depending on its powerfulness, is worth varying amounts of points uh, between usually three and four. Although some of them go up to seven, uh, although the ones that go up to seven tend to hurt you more than help you in the game. So in that, you're usually just trying to rush research as much as you can so that you can get back to doing what you need to do, which is earn more points. Uh, but essentially, the player powers in the light game uh, go as such. The white player power is the power of reroll, the thing that you would hope you would have in the game. So once you get to the level one research in white, you are allowed to have one reroll during your turn, which is, again, in most Yahtzee games, you can reroll whatever dice you want. You don't have to reroll all of them, uh, but you can reroll as many as you want on one time. If you reach the second level, you have two rerolls to use, just like most Yahtzee games. Uh, the yellow research power, when you reach level one, you can improve a bean, which is to say, uh, if you had a two-pip bean, you can improve it to a three-pip bean. Or if you had a five-pip bean, you can improve it to a six-pip bean. You cannot degrade, because that is a completely different power that is not available in the light game. Uh, if you want that power, you're going to have to use the wild side of the board. Uh, that That is it. If you reach level two, you can do it twice, or you, which means you can either do it on one on two different dice, or you can do it twice on one die. Uh, the brown player power is the extra research when making a blend which I'm going to kind of get to but when you make a blend it allows you to do research because normally on as I said you can either do research or make a blend this allows you to when you make a blend you also get to do some research uh, so that is a, a nice thing to have because being able to do both on a turn is very powerful uh, and if you had level two you get to do two research when making a blend uh, the red power is you are you there are these little tokens that you get uh, once you reach level one you get one of those tokens once you reach level two you get your second token uh, these tokens are a one-off yeah, once you get a token as soon as you use it it's gone for the rest of the game but in this is called block action you can after your turn decide to block a particular action and then everyone else is not allowed to use that action for the rest of that turn not the rest of the game it's just a one-time thing uh, i always look at this and go god that seems kind of weak but there have been plenty of games where that has ruined my day so it actually is a lot more powerful than you think uh the last one the green one is extra flavor uh i'm gonna jump back to that because technically the last one is flavor uh it's the black one so if you put research in black i mentioned there were flavor dice there are these black dice that are in addition to it uh you can use those uh when you do research in black you just get extra dice to roll on your future turn so let's say for example i put three research towards black on my next turn i'm going to roll all of my dice plus three of those 
special black dice uh, that are called flavor dice. And then I get to roll more dice, even though I'll probably only use a few of them on the next turn, depending on what I do, uh, I do have a lot more options to choose from. So it makes my turn a little bit easier to, to manipulate. Uh, so jumping back to the green power, when you have that extra flavor, it means when you're grabbing, if you've reached level one, if you say do three research, three research towards black, Instead of just getting three, you'd get one additional dice. You'd get four black dice. If you're level two, you'd get two additional dice whenever you did research towards black. And those are all the different player powers. So that's that's what research is used for. It's to get certain powers and then at some point give up those powers in order to get victory points. Uh, the other thing that you can do during your turn is to make a blend. Uh, there are two types of blends that you can make in this game. There is the rainbow blend and there is the feature blend. Uh, if, you have, if you make the rainbow blend, it's just having five different colored uh, beans on your turns. As long as it's five different colors, there are six colors. You don't have to have all six because that would be nearly impossible unless you have flavor dice. You just need to have five different colors uh, when you roll the die. If if you if you do make the the rainbow blend, anytime you make a blend, you will always earn one point right there, right then and there. Uh, but as I mentioned, is the first thing on your turn. If you have a rainbow blend at the start of your turn, you will earn one victory point, and then you can roll your dice and take your turn as usual. Uh, it's just, it's a, almost like a badge of honor having it. Although it can be stolen from you at any time uh, as long as someone else makes a rainbow blend as they have the, the criteria to make it. Uh, the other type of blend is a feature blend when you make, again, it's a blend, so as soon as you make it on your turn you will earn one point. In order to make a feature blend, if no one has it, doesn't matter what you have. You can make a feature blend all you want. doesn't matter what the dice are. You can make it because it's blank. Um, but if someone else has it, uh, you are trying to beat their blank of a kind. So on your turn, uh, if you say had four brown beans and a red bean, you can make a four of a kind in brown. Uh, and in the game, as I mentioned, each... Uh, color has a pip value. Brown in this case is three, which means it's a three, a four of a kind in threes. So someone can steal that from you if they can have a higher four of a kind or if, if they can make a five of a kind blend. Uh, the benefit of having the feature blend is instead of on the, at the start of a turn earning one point, you actually earn two points every time it's your turn. But the downside of the feature blend is you don't get to roll your dice. The, your dice are locked on the feature blend coaster, uh, and it will degrade over time. So after you've earned your two points, you will remove one of your dice from that coaster, making it less and less powerful and a la easier and easier to beat as time goes on. Uh, you can, after degrading it, and after earning your two points, obviously, you may choose to you know, wash it, clean, clear the slate, get rid of the feature blend, and then just roll whatever dice are remaining on the coaster, and then just do a little bit amount of research. Or you can decide to let it ride, and hopefully no one steals it, and you can, at the start of your next turn, earn another two points. Uh, that's pretty much everything uh, to go with. The, I, the scoring, the rolling, the blending and the research, uh, and activating abilities. That's, that's pretty much everything. The game will continue until someone earns uh, 21 points, or as they call them, performance points, or as they call them in shorthand, PP, which it's not, not a great shorthand for it, but okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. 21 points, and uh, it's, uh, it's a fun time. Yeah, it is a fun time. It's a fun time. <laughs> and it's a fun time. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, yeah, this is a great game. So, um, yeah, spoiler alert again. Of course, I already spoiled it all, so it doesn't really matter at this point. But I really, really enjoy this game so much so that I went out and got it. Um, and it is a fun time. It's a really interesting little dice rolling game. I really, I think a lot of people like rolling rights or flipping rights. Um, but what rolling rights specifically, though, it, the, having that tactile dice roll is such a fun. A fun feeling and a, and fun when you, if you can after the fact place them in certain places like they don't just give you values you have to do something with them put them in spots and this game does all of that stuff and it's a uh, quite cleverly designed uh, Mr. T C Petty the third your grandfather shines uh, nods approvingly <laughs> of you from your portrait on your wall I'd only imagine. Um, the theme is really good. Like I mentioned before, I, I felt like they, the iconography of this is great. It's all like the colors are kind of like a muted browns, but a lot of variety of browns and oranges. So it's just very coffee. Like, um, the coffee beans are everywhere. Some of the tr- scoring tracks or the color tracks are in versions of beans that you have to track. Um, the, let's see what else the you know the the main discs of the game are actually coaster sized uh large, large coaster sized coasters basically they're on coaster material so it really feels coaster like, sized coasters yeah yeah <laughs> coaster sized coasters <laughs> and you you know flip them over um they i mean it almost feels like you just collected things from around a coffee shop and made a game <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of what it feels like uh but it's just great really really cool design lots of replayability in the um different size of the disc of the fil- or what do you call it, the coasters um and also those we didn't play with these but you were showing them the um like little i don't know placeholder cards or you can change what different things do based on these little tile chits you can use to place yeah. in certain areas the the, the wild the different you can either play the the one we played was light um there's another slightly more challenging one which is called the house blend uh, which changes out some player powers. The player powers on that one are re- white is always rerolling all of the games, uh, but uh, the other ones are flip bean, uh, shared research, research boost, and short supply, which uh, is the one that is um, as soon as you reach level one, you're only rolling four dice for every turn, and as soon as you reach level two, you're only rolling three dice. But if you can get to the end, uh, you get seven points. So it's it's a lot of points if you can reach the end. But the more research you do toward it, the harder it is to do research towards that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, and there's tons of other ones. They have like a little deck of cards so you can kind of swap out and make however you want to. So there's there are tons. There's got to be at least... Gosh, I think in total, maybe like 20, 25 different player powers that you can swap in and out. Uh, there's another one where you can play with interns. So you can you can have one of the choices be a choice. So as you do research towards something, you can have interns sent to a spot so that you can pick which player power and everyone can choose a different player power to have for their intern. It's really they've they made a lot of cool variability choices in this game. Yeah, it's really amazing, honestly, the the amount of effort that went into this roll and write. Um, or roll and – it's not really a roll and write. It's a roll and uh, – It is a roll and write. What, what are you, crazy? So, I believe, I yes. Think it's a roll you and roll having... dice and you write things on a track. 
Oh, are those actual sheets? I guess I, for some reason, yes, didn't realize that. We they're the actually sheets. <laughs> it doesn't give you a plastic thing with buttons to click. We Fair played, enough. We played Which... on Tabletop Simulator, everybody. <laughs> for some reason, I thought there would be little beans you'd place, but that would be tedious. So, uh, All right. It is, it is li- exactly a roll and write. Fair enough. I, that's what you get when you only play the digital version. Um just yeah, just amazing design though. So really, really great game. This this is uh, just super fun and engaging. I've never played a you know roll and I quite like it. So uh, the way they can incorporate uh, not not just the dice and a pad. It's kind of like a roll and write plus because it's got the dice and the pad and then the coasters of uh, flipping the coasters and what they do. So that's so such a how would you say that? Not a compartmentalized, but a uh, adjustable roll and write. So I've never really seen a roll and write like that, where you can like basically change the roll and write game you're playing in the game, and that's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. So um, definitely recommend Viva Java. So let's. I get, all right, let's talk about taking it out. We've got we've praised it long enough. I think. <laughs> <laughs> How do we actually take this game out and play it? So as we mentioned, there's a few things on the table. Uh, you're going to have. Um, uh, kind of a central area where things are happening and dice are being uh, placed and maybe you're taking a coaster from there or not. But you're also um, that, that's where most of these things are going to happen. So in the first place, you're going to have the um, what would you call that central disc with uh, what each color does? The the research coaster is the what research that's coaster. Called. Okay, so you have the research coaster and that is just telling you what certain powers of each dice are and or the, based on the color and what. Um, uh, each color number is. There's, there's a lot of information on that dice. So that's your central like information board. And then you're also going to have the uh, featured blend uh, coaster. You're going to have the rainbow blend coaster. These are going to be moving around the table. If a player does one of those blends, they earn that um, coaster, and they're going to be putting it in front of them. If not, if they get taken away, it's going to go in front of someone else. So these could both be in front of a player or neither of them or one of them. Uh, then you're going to have your flavor coaster and that's going to be where the black dice or the black bean dice are and those are going to be removed the dice are going to be taken on or taken off or put back on depending on who's using them and who's not so those are going to be floating around too uh, otherwise that is pretty much it for the center um, you do have shits though those are going to be in front of you never mind um, I'm trying to remember where a lot of stuff goes because some of the stuff is the power cards that we or tiles that we didn't play with yeah don't worry about those yeah yeah, so just based straight up game. So in front of you, of course, is going to be your paper. Now that I realize it's a paper and not <laughs> an interactive <laughs> tile, um, uh, so this is going to be where you're checking off your score. Uh, you're going to be also keeping track of the, your research in each bean color and um, making sure you're you're annotating that and also referencing based on those tracks what powers you have using the research uh, coaster board, whatever they called it. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So that's the base game. Um, you're going to have dice, of course, your set of dice that you're rolling each turn. That's, I guess that's the other thing I forgot to say that's in front of you. But other than that, you're going to have um, pretty, I don't know, pretty adjustable game. And the fact that it's, on, that it's on coasters and there isn't exactly a solo central board means that you can adjust this around quite a, quite a few things. The only real thing you just need to remember are what the colors do in, as their ability. And, you know, the first few rounds, you're, you pretty much got that, I think. You know, you kind of know what, what your yeah. your strategy is and what colors you're going to try to get abilities in and 
And you kind of learn it as you go because you don't need to know what they all do at the beginning because you don't have all the powers. It's more of a as soon as you get the power, you kind of learn what it does as it goes. So it's not something where you need to see it. It's definitely more of a just a slight reminder of, okay, I forget. I just need to remember what powers I have again. That's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it easily passes the pizza test and um, um, the vibe test, too. I mean, like I said before, it felt feels like you've you've gathered items from around a coffee shop to make this game it really does feel like it sort of blends in and i don't know my memories of you like uh being younger at coffee shops and sitting on like leather couches and chairs that were way too fancy for the space but that was the you know they got i don't know where they got these fancy chairs i've never seen them that fancy in thrift stores but they got them somewhere um and uh you know just like playing a card game or whatever and i run a coffee shop this reminds me of that vibe it's a really cool interactive um vibe where you're really engaged with what you're doing, what other people are doing. You're trying to st- outblend each other. So there's a lot of interactivity in this game. And uh, the vibe is yeah. just great. It's really fun. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I was going to say, is there like trash talking in it? Not really. It's just more just like, oh, I'm going to try it out for you. And, you know, you know like the game with uh, rolling of dice um, is always like really exciting to watch someone else's turn. Uh, let's see. Okay, so who is this for? Who is this not for? I think this is really for any gamer. I, I can't think of anything that would really be a big turnoff. There's so many ways to play this game. Even if you are more of a heavier gamer, you can really get a pretty thinky game out of this uh, based on the power and abilities that are going on. I mean, it's not like a level 4 or 5 or anything like that, but a lot of strategy, interesting strategy propositions here. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything who it's for not for what are your thoughts if if you're the type of person that really hates things being luck based that's about the only thing if you're Fair enough. if if you can't stand a game where the dice just aren't working your way uh this might not be for you but i mean after two or three plays you can kind of tailor your strategy to how the dice go i mean if you have a bad roll in one way it's going to be a good kind of a good roll in another way i mean if you roll all completely different colors, that means at the very least you can make a rainbow blend. If you roll a bit more of something else than something else, you can be, all right, well, I guess I'm putting my research toward this. You kind of have to deal with the whims of the dice to make the best decisions at the time. Uh, maybe near the end of the game where it's just like, I need to do this. But that, I think that's kind of the the... The, the interesting part of the game is that, okay, now I need to do this. Let's hope I can get that. And you kind of have those just like you're wishing on the dice. And it's a it's a fun wishing, not a, you stupid dice, you haven't been doing anything <laughs> right, for me in the game. Right. I've never had those moments uh, like I've had in some other games. But this is much more of a, all right, let's see if I can pull this off, everybody. And everybody's everybody's looking at you and going, all right, is he going to do it? Is he going to, it's going to, can he pull this off? I mean, he's, he's got to roll <laughs> these specific things and he only has one re-roll and it's just like, that that's a good feeling to have in a game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. still good. But if you if you really hate those types of moments where it's it's all down to luck, maybe this wouldn't work for you. But otherwise, I think you're still gonna like it. Yeah, totally. So pretty pretty broadly applicable all around. It it's just a it's just a, it's a really great designed game. Really fun, really fun to engage with. So high recommendations. Uh, would your mom like it? I bet your mom would love this game. I think I could see your mom liking this. If your mom's gonna like any roll and write, I think this is one of the ones I would definitely think your mom would like. Solid yes for me. What do you think? I'm I'm going to go have faith in your mom. I do have faith in my mom. <laughs> for some reason, I, I've got a, a pen in front of me and I'm writing down my answer. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> don't tell him your answer. Mail it to me and we'll write it down first and then, so you don't screw this up. Make sure you write right. it down. 
I'm going to put this, I was originally going to say a maybe. I'm going to put this as a maybe yes. I think the first game she might be irritated at. Mm. As I mentioned, it's one of those games where you kind of have to understand the interplay between whether you do research, whether you do a blend. And I think that might bog her down a bit in the beginning. But I think if she could get through one game, I think she would enjoy it. But it's going to take getting through that one game for her to go, oh, I get it. It's not super important to this, but I feel like maybe this is what I want to do. Right? I think that's a nice strategy. I'm just going to go with that and see how it flows. And if she can get into that mood, I think she can enjoy it. So that's why I'm going maybe yes. It's a possibility <laughs> that first game is not going to turn turn her head and she might just like, nah, that's just too much thinking. Uh, which, honestly, it isn't that much thinking, but... I think it it might just turn her off a little bit. So that's yeah. why it's a maybe yes. You know what? And that just made me think of something. So I'm actually going to change mine to maybe yes, too. Because uh, I just realized um, you don't get your multiple roles. You have to, you have to earn those strategies. You have to earn them, yes. Yeah, so like there is that period of the game where you're just kind of like rolling once and then figuring it out. <laughs> so I bet your mom would be like, does this get better? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see her taking a minute to get into it. So... But it's I, like it's when you when you're watching one of your favorite movies with with someone you really care about and you're like, okay, we've got to watch this movie, and the whole time you're just watching them watching the movie, and you're like, <laughs> right. come on, come on, come on. There's just like, okay, and you're like, trust me, it's gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be uh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna love it, guys. You're gonna really love it. Just bide with me, bide with me here. Yeah, so I. Despite that, though, I I really like that actually about this game that it does have that slow burn and then it really picks up and then it's just like roll roll and then you get the re- anyway you can really fire off the power. So once your mom gets into it, I think she'd love it. But that first few yeah. rounds is uh, going to be convincing her. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all right, guys, that does it. That is Viva Java. The oh, what is it again? Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice roll, the dice game. Viva oh, Java, the coffee game, the dice game. There yes. we go. Because the reason it's that is because there actually is a game called Viva Java, the coffee game. Uh, and then eventually they made Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. I do believe you can still get the original version. That is still available to order online. So uh, it's a possibility that this game might come back onto the market at some point in time. So they're not, they're not completely gone. Uh, I think it's just they're, they're, they're taking their time with certain things. Who knows with we're, all the weird merger stuff that they've been doing lately. Right, uh, right. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even realize there was the Viva Java base game. So that is that looks way more complicated. But Yeah, that one's like a, a heavy Euro game. I've never played it. Uh, but uh, that's there, there's, there's a lot more thinking into that one. That is that is will never pass the pizza test. <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks very complicated and dry. <laughs> well, I'm glad we play the dice game because it is great. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let's see. Should we just sign off? I feel like we've made this a long one. Should we just sign off or do you want to do a uh, alliteration? Jeez, with with Viva or Java? Yeah, that's up to you. I, I, or, or if you can think of a slogan, we can avoid the whole situation. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. Off the top of my head. Wow. The pressure. Viva Java, the dice game, the coffee game, the dice game. It doesn't have to be. It could just be about games. You can just think of a slogan. Remember, remember back in the good old days when you just had a slogan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way back when. God. Slogan. Um, 
let's see. I am not good at coming up with these. I, I, it takes time for this, people. You wonder why, like, this guy's so good. At no, it takes, like, study and, like, oh, I got to think of slogans. <laughs> Duh. Study. study. Like, what am I studying? <laughs> you slogan books, the history of slogans. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Uh, let me let me give you a topic. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna go with. Let's just don't focus on games. Let's just say winning. The topic is winning. winning. What is the slogan? Winning is for. <laughs> Please say winners <laughs> for winners. Yes, winning is for winners. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> there we go. I stand by it. Winning is for winners. Winning is for winners. I mean, it's. It's so true. It's so true. You got to just think if someone else would have come up with that with before. But nope. That, that, is, that is one hell of a slogan to end on. Like, after you've won a game and it's just like, oh, everyone's winning just kind of a little grumbly. Like, hey, guys, I can't help it. Winning's for winners. <laughs> yeah, it's also like something I would hear like a snide uh, punk-ass bully from an 80s movie say, like, <laughs> winning is for winners, nerd. After, <laughs> like, after he kind of kind of like... Kick some some gravel into your face after you're <laughs> right, like doing right. a weird like skateboard trick. Winning is for winners, right? Right. <laughs> after you tried the trick and fell down, and they're like, Let's do the same one. Like winning is for winners. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I love it. All right, great. I feel like that could be our new slogan for the podcast for no reason. <laughs> I don't get this podcast title. All right, everybody. Well, there you go. Winning is for winners, and you should pick up Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. Uh, <laughs> that will do it for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, check this one out. It's awesome. Thank you all for listening. And we will – oh, yeah, no, I'm, I was like, what am I forgetting? I'm forgetting how to get a hold of us. Uh, you can yeah. get a hold of us <laughs> in a couple different ways, of course. Uh, one of the two main ways are Twitter or Instagram at chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye.